0: Yogurillas, welcome to the fourth episode of the Athlete Insider Podcast. Today, we have a really, really special guest, somebody like a lot of people look up to from you, I know, with uh, over 200,000, uh, yeah, like around 200,000 followers on Instagram and YouTube, uh, I combined, and uh, like a really crazy athlete from Ukraine. I'm really happy to be here with you. Welcome, Vitali.
1: Welcome. Thanks. thanks for the invitation and thanks for uh, taking the interview. It's like really honor to me. And uh, um, yeah, so let's go. <laughs>
0: let's go. Perfect. We have um, two parts of the, of the interview. The first part will be some questions from me um, and the second part will be uh, the questions from the community because there were quite some people who had some questions for you about your planches, about your, uh, your workout, your nutrition, etc. So we will come to this afterwards. But first, like um, situation, you're on a birthday party and somebody approaches you, you don't know this person and this person doesn't know calisthenics. How do you mm-hmm. describe what you do, who you are?
1: Right, so I make new friends, uh, especially if they are not into calisthenics. I usually just prefer to tell that I'm doing sport and I'm into filming. Uh, I'm a... Apart from that, I'm a student of the University of Cinema Arts and uh, filming is, like, my my main activity. And, uh, yeah, I don't prefer to call myself... uh, to present myself as a professional calisthenics athlete and uh, not to talk about something, you know, like, serious. Um, But when the person... Uh, wants me to describe it in details then i jump deeper and uh, explain more about each activity so another thing is that i always avoid actually giving my social medias you know like instagram and all of this stuff to unknown people like to new friends because every time they get my uh, you know like instagram they put me high for no reason just because of the numbers but i don't i don't mean that i don't want to get the respect I actually want so much but in the respect by my human qualities instead of just numbers you know. so here we go I, I'm just I'm just be shy and you know like all myself as just a sportsman and uh, content creator that's it
0: okay because yeah I, I can imagine that many people like treat you different if they see your uh, your yeah, social bro. media account mm-hmm. and also because mm-hmm. yes sorry
1: mm-hmm. no, I'm sorry bro my bad you know like it it, it it usually annoys that people like really get you high because of your you know like numbers and it doesn't i don't think that it's not normal it's normal but uh, i just don't want the things to be this way that's that's it
0: yeah i get it like uh when i see the photo you have in at the at your wall uh at the world cup uh how yes. how old were you it's world,
1: uh, championship, world championship 2000 17 that's the only time i went to like this sort of competition and i think i got the fifth place if i'm not mistaken yes i was the fifth it was my first world street workout championship in Moscow, and i was um 15 years old i think Fifteen. yeah yeah
0: 15 that's crazy it's crazy really biggest respect for that and uh, i'm like i'm interested in how what kind of childhood do you have to do to be on such a big stage with 15 years old? Like when, when most people are going through the city and playing Pokemon Go or something and you're like <laughs> on such a high level. How did you get there?
1: Right, so um, my calisthenics career begins, uh, begins from the childhood. I used to grow up in a small Ukrainian city in southern Ukraine uh, and... The only option except for school was just like messing around in the streets with the friends. And uh, I tried my hands on some different sport like football, volleyball, and even free running. And actually, free running was like the most appealing appealing sport for me. I'd just go outside doing some flips for day (laughs) and just forgive about time, you know. And among my friends, among these, you know, like kind of free runners... It was nothing serious, but still, uh, there was one guy who was uh, a member of uh, local street workout team here in my city, and uh, he insisted me to take it more serious and train harder and to become a calisthenics athlete because he, he saw the potential in me. I, I was able to do some, some sort of, you know, like muscle-ups, maybe some handstands and all of that stuff, uh, but I didn't take it seriously. Uh, It was back in the days in 2011 and then in 2012, there was a big competition in my city like uh, in honor of uh, opening the new calisthenics spot and the performances of the guys, which I saw like in real life, they blew my mind and I fell in love with this sport and since that day from 2012, I've been doing calisthenics for eight years straight and that's my favorite sport.
0: Wow, crazy!
1: so no gymnastics background uh... no bro I, it's a common question I usually get this question, and yeah. uh the fun thing about that is that I don't even have a gymnastics in my city no wow. so it's some um, it's impossible to for me to practice gymnastics from one hand, it's like better because um street workout is not that you know like. Street workout is mo- mostly about the community, about, you know, like just um, traveling around the world and enjoying your life and all of the things. And gymnastics is something like way more serious and you have to devote your health and everything just for one sport. And uh, I'm glad that I'm doing street workout instead of gymnastics. That's yeah.
0: it. It's great. like, it's the first time I hear this uh, difference. Like uh, you differ- differentiate between the lifestyle of a gymnast and a street workout athlete. And it's true. Like uh, calisthenics and street workout lives from traveling, from making photos in front of monuments on places, et cetera.
1: Yes, cetera. Yes.
0: That's great. Um, and like, let's go back to 2011, 2012. How did you start to work out? You had some small fitness background, like fitness. What I mean with uh, like free running, you also have like some, some strength. Uh, but how did you start to work out?
1: right so I came to to know to you know like to just to make friends make new friends uh, street workout athletes and all of this stuff and maybe to join the the local team you know but I was shy I, I didn't expect that so much so I just came to train uh, to train with the guys and uh, they were actually interested in me my friends introduced me uh, to these guys and um, I made some new friends and they were like Okay, so if you do, I don't remember the, the, the number, but maybe like 50 push-ups uh, and uh, 30 dips on the P-bars and something around like 15 push, uh, pull-ups uh, on the bar. If you do that, then you enter the, uh, the team. But actually... You know, like, it was the first time for them. They were just, like, make it fun and uh, pretend that they're serious, like, team and all of this stuff. So they challenged me. I did that, you know, like, so easily. And uh, from that day, I joined the uh, team and started training with them. But actually, most of my trainings were on my own. I was just focusing on YouTube tutorials. And uh, I was gaining the experience by by just attempts and by just, you know, like searching for some information in on YouTube and um, the way it is. So they didn't help me that much in learning something, but we were growing up as a community. You know, it, it's like, it's not, it's very different to do street workout in 2012. And uh, the situation that is the current situation of calisthenics, you know, is very, it's not comparable because, um, in 2012, you don't have such goals, you know, like to be a world champion or all of that stuff. You just share the moments with the uh, with the guys and um, do your stuff to be better physically and to grow up as a community. And that's it. And now, if you start calisthenics, you kind of realize that um, you have the possibility to travel around the world and uh, compete in some international camps. So... Um, that was like a tough period, but I went through it, and my patience and my love to this sport uh, really like uh brought me to to the person which I am now
0: awesome, yeah, um it's funny that they just like made up a challenge for you to to join the 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 team um so you started with with basics in the beginning mm-hmm. like with uh yeah. push ups pull ups dips.
1: yep, so. I've been doing basics for, like, a couple of years, maybe, like, one and a half year, uh, but uh, apparently I was, like, learning some elements, um, for example, like, handstand push-ups, um, one-arm pull-up, and all of that stuff, and then um, I started learning, like, planche, you know, but my road to planche was so weird because it wasn't, like, constantly... I wasn't constantly progressing. I was just, you know, like focusing on that element for a couple of weeks. Then I postponed this element and focus on, you know, like other, other stuff. And because of that, uh, I used to, to, you know, like learn that element from zero, like maybe five times and somehow it became so annoying to me that I can't get this element. I can't get flange. And I decided to train constantly and not to skip my trainings and focus only on one element. Uh, So after three months, I was able to hold a real uh, straddle planche for like three, four seconds. And I was super happy because it was so surprising for me. I didn't even expect the result to to be like that fast, you know. And uh, that's it, basically.
0: Okay so it shows like basically from your experience that if you do a move but you don't do it 200 100% long term you won't achieve it and you will lose it again and again but if you commit fully you will get it.
1: Exactly exactly but at the same time I did a mistake I was focusing only on planche like I got that element and so like after that I was doing only planches and handstands and I was lack of front lever strength and all of this like. So I recommend everybody to, like, focus on different elements, but to train constantly. To be, like, a, you know, like, not just strong at one specific element, but to be um, complete athlete. So, that's okay. it.
0: Did you start with Dynamics right from the beginning, or was it something that came later?
1: It was something that didn't exist for like a couple of years for the first years of my career we used to uh, watch like you know like all of these old beasts all of these static beasts and just train static and all of these strange moves we didn't even know that that there were wo- there were some like moves of dynamic and all of this stuff and so when it became popular in around like 2015 maybe yeah I started trying. I started like doing some basic stuff, like 360s, and um, from the first time, I was I wasn't happy about this. You no, know, like innovation in our sport because it was something completely different from the aesthetics. Completely, completely di- different from the things that I love for which I love this sport. Uh, but after that, I realized that if I don't train dynamics and if I don't mi- mix that thing with the statics then I I'll just do it for myself and I won't uh, you know like go for some big comps so <laughs> there was no like choices and uh, I started practicing dynamics and after that I realized that it's even you no know, like from time to time it's even more interesting than just doing statics so now I realized if you put these two things together then it's more interesting and um there are some days that you feel like you you can do a lot of statics and there are some days that you can on the contrary do some more dynamic moves so it's even it's even better for the training process because of the varieties and all of this stuff. So um something like that. From first time I was like shocked and I didn't like dynamics but nowadays all of the guys and including me we are through in all of this stuff together
0: okay so if you could choose that uh, street workout competitions don't have dynamics or uh, or yes so no dynamics or dynamics included what would you choose
1: i would choose statics and dynamics bro okay cool. that's that's something that you can't you know like put off that's the whole, that's all all of these things Mixture together, this is one sport, and it can't be, calisthenics can't be without dynamics or without statics. It's all like one thing that we love so much.
0: Okay. Where did you start to work out? Like uh, this team, where did they train? Did they train outside in a, in a park, or was it also inside in, in a hall or something?
1: Right. So um, when I was into free running, I I wasn't. I didn't care that much, you know. So <laughs> I was just throwing my flips and all of this stuff. But then, uh, when I started doing calisthenics, uh, we had the calisthenics spot, the new calisthenics spot, uh, as I told you, uh, which was opened in 2012. So the the real struggle was like the winter period because uh, winter in Ukraine is like super crazy. Uh, we can have like minus 10, minus 15 degrees and snow and all of this stuff which is basically um which basically leads to struggle and challenging times uh challenging periods of training so um we used to practice at home and practice at fitness gyms you know like with all of this power lifting stuff which was actually not about calisthenics but we we used to go to these gyms and do some static moves right here and just do whatever not to drop the skills you know uh during the winter period and it actually played a huge role in my static progress so usually in uh, when it when it's when it comes to winter period i i usually like do some planches front lever handstands whatever. so that's it
0: do you also support your workout with uh with weights like weighted uh, calisthenics or street workout but also like fitness like bodybuilding weights
1: i used to do it when i was maybe like 13 uh, 12 years old um, i used to do it from uh, for the when i was starting calisthenics like for first couple of years um i don't know it was just because of my curiosity you know nothing more uh, but currently i'm just working with my uh, weight without any you know like additional weights, so um, no, just freestyle and uh, all of the moves that includes, that requires uh, only my body and that's it.
0: Okay, because I guess many people are asking, A, is it possible to get such a physique like that you have without weights and also B, uh, is it possible to make so, so much progress without any weights? So you would say yes in both cases.
1: I would say that it's not that simple, you know. Um, it depends on the genetics. So, my genetics um, is like kind of, I don't know. So, if you, for example, tall and thin, like from your, from the day that you were bur- born, you know, like it's hard to explain, but it all it, it all comes to genetics, you know. So um, somehow I did my body just using. You know, like, uh, just doing calisthenics. But for other guys who are much taller and uh, whom genetics is not that, you know, like, is not similar, uh, it might be a real challenge to, to to you know, like, to grow physically uh, without any additional weight. So it depends only on genetics. That's what I can say. Okay. If you really see that you've been doing calisthenics for, like, four years, five years, and you don't see, like... um real progress in your physics you know uh, physical progress so maybe that's uh, maybe that's the reason that your genetics is not that good for that actually when i started calisthenics i didn't even have the goal to you know like i didn't have any body goals i don't i and till now I don't wanna be like big or something. I'm just focusing on freestyle, static and dynamic movements and that's it. So I don't do calisthenics to be uh, to become bigger, but somehow I, I managed to build such body because of my genetics.
0: Okay. Because the, you answered, you just answered two questions from the community from IMG Row and JD Ken twenty-four. Do you think your genetic helped you to become the beast that you are now? And
1: uh, yeah, like, um, you know, like, yeah, definitely. Yes. But the percentage of, you know, like hard work and my engines is like 70 and 30, 70% of like hard work and 30% of genetics, because I'm not tall person. I'm 168 centimeters. My height is 168 centimeters. I don't know how much feet is that, maybe like five and five and five or something like that. Okay. I don't know. Like I'm not I'm not a tall person, so yeah, it definitely helps. Uh, it definitely helped me to improve my aesthetics. For example, if you're like hundred and eighty centimeters high, then it's much high. Then it's much like harder to uh, achieve like a huge statics, but actually there are such beasts and I respect them so much. And uh, I understand how hard is that for them to achieve like the same planche, let's say the same planche. So it, I can do like, I can learn planche in like three or four months. And for some people it takes like for two years, maybe like even more. No. So I respect the guys uh, who are much taller than me and, uh, whom genetics is like not that who who doesn't you know like these guys who don't feel, who don't fit the calisthenics genetics. So I think that yeah, a certain percentage is like uh, of my success in calisthenics is because of the genetics. Right? That's like undoubtable.
0: It's like in many cases, uh, like a lot of people have some potential from the genetics, from their background, anything. But if you don't work for it, it's useless. Like if you don't uh, put the work on top of the genetics, it's worthless. And that's something that you did. You worked You worked hard.
1: Yeah, bro. You know, like that, I think like this way, if you think that your genetics is not um, for street workout, so... It's not a good excuse to like go and uh, shout on the each corner that you're not, you know, like um, the best person to do street workout and all of this stuff. Because if I go to basketball and uh, tell to these guys that, oh, okay, you're better than me in basketball only because you're taller, then it's it doesn't make sense, you know, like it's pointless. So the same question, so the same stuff happens in street workout if you feel like you're genetic genetically not uh if it doesn't fit genetically to color settings, then don't do it you know like if that uh, doesn't um make you happy
0: so that's a good thing because of course it's harder but if you are not willing to put the extra work in it then it's not the right sport for you because you will whine and you will cry like the whole time that's like a good point i respect that uh what's your current weight
1: my current weight is 65 kilograms kgs i don't know how much lbs that. like 65, 65 a, little,
0: kg. a little bit more than a double of it. it's like i guess it's like 140 something lbs um yeah. yeah and uh like to to maintain your physique do you follow, follow a diet plan What what is your diet like
1: no, bro. What? No, <laughs> not at all. I actually, I eat a lot of like you know sweet products and uh, all the cakes and all of this stuff, all of the biscuits and I don't know. Like it's impossible for me <laughs> to keep the diets. I I love to eat so much and yeah, I'm just you know like focusing on my trainings only, not on diet. But if you want to build you know like raw body and all of this stuff, you definitely should. Keep the diet and um, search up for the information and all of this stuff. That's really important. But in my case, I don't care about my body, you know, like um, that much. So I eat just whatever, whatever I want.
0: Okay, that's a good thing. Do you think it will become harder when you get older? Sorry, bro. Do you do you think it will become harder when you get older with nutrition with become as uh, Keeping the physique.
1: Got gotcha your question. Uh, yeah, definitely. But uh, I'm ready to take this challenge and uh, to uh, keep going. To keep, you know, like work, uh, working harder, and um, just not put this. Not just I won't put the age as an excuse because uh, I love this sport so much, and I understand that if I' gonna be like twenty. 23, even 25, you know, like all of this stuff. If I'm gonna be 25 years old, it's not gonna be the same as uh, the way it is right now. When I'm 18, it's like the peak of my career, you no, know, because my body. But you know, like from the other hand, who knows? Yeah, I don't know. Like I'm ready to take all of the challenges <laughs> that I'm not gonna be uh, as that I'm not gonna have as much as energy as I have now so I think yeah it's gonna be harder but I definitely don't plan to quit from the game and to like you know um, disappear from calisthenics. I'll just keep going.
0: That's good. Maybe it's uh, like a, a thing like with the height if you're tall and you take it as an excuse. Uh, maybe it's the same thing with age like uh, you, of course you have to put in maybe a little bit more work maybe a little bit more fo- focus on the diet but you can still achieve big goals and not take it as an excuse. Yeah. Um, what would you say is the hardest move you've learned so far?
1: If it comes to dynamics, maybe it's the um, side flip regrip. You've probably seen that on my previous uh, video, Instagram mm-hmm. video. Uh, and when it comes to statics, maybe uh, it's different variations of Maltese or narrow grip planches. I don't know. I don't have one like you know, like the strongest uh, static element. But obviously, I'm much stronger in planches than in other static moves. But I don't have the specific like strongest element in my uh, spectrum of uh, skills. No. Okay.
0: But let's take like the the narrow planch for example. Um, how did you go? like how did you work out uh, work out to, to to get there
1: right so the fun thing about the narrow grip planche it's kind of my style my thing that uh that that i can do like uh on the high level i think uh so the thing is that uh these narrow grip planches are not that hard for me they can be from time to time they can be even either easier than uh the normal planche for me you know like uh, especially in 2018, I remember it was like to do a, full, a narrow grip full planche, it was like easier for me than uh, to hold a normal uh, full planche. So that is just because I love that grip. I First of all, I love uh, narrow grip handstands. And um, out of that, I tried to do some like new planches and all of this stuff in 2016. 16 if if i am not mistaken yeah and so i don't know somehow it turned like in my specific elements in my specific combinations uh i just because i love this grip i don't know i practiced like really a lot of narrow grip full planches and straddle and and so narrow grip uh handstand and all of this stuff um just because i love it and i love the feeling of holding that element i don't know just like my favorite element you know when i when i'm holding it i don't know like i feel i feel that this is much easier for me and this is much more interesting for me than the regular forms of uh, this element so somehow yeah i trained like these pla- those planches and uh it can be even easier for me than the normal planche
0: okay So um, do you want to share how you you get there? Maybe like uh, from the moment you got your straddle planche in like 2012 or around there. Um, How did you get to the maybe full planche? Like to the next step, what is your workout to get there?
1: Right. So um, when I got my first uh, straddle planche, then I uh, focused on some variations like planche press, planche push-ups and all of this stuff and uh, even though i didn't have much experience back in the days i realized that i want um that i want train like that i want you know like go to the full planche like directly after uh, straddle planche because i needed to practice i needed to um uh, improve my straddle planche so that i can hold it you know like for 50 seconds for f- 15 seconds Without any shaking and all of this stuff. So, um, if you guys want to learn the full planche and you can hold a straddle planche, then you better focus on the form of your straddle straddle planche and to, uh, to bring that uh, you know like to bring that element into the new level to hold like it longer and to do some some sort of push ups and to uh, do some varieties like press and all of this stuff. And so when you feel, when you feel like confidence in straddle planche, uh, you'll just try the full planche and maybe hold it for two or three seconds. And um, if you feel, if you feel like strong, if you feel your full pla- if you feel your straddle planche, like so confident. And so uh, I don't know how to say, it. if you feel confident in straddle planche, then uh, you can enter to the full planche that, that is just you no know, like, the question of your feelings if you don't feel so then keep improving your uh, keep improving the easier operation that's it
0: okay nice did you have any problems with with uh, injuries
1: yeah bro and uh, fun fact is that is that my serious injury wasn't connected with the calisthenics it was connected with the uh, doing flips I used to do a lot of backflips in 2016 and I hurt my abs and it really stopped me from from trainings. It, it really made me stop, you know, like, and um, be out of trainings for like two months, maybe three months. And um, every single element that I tried to do, especially front lever or, you know, like human flag or even the L seed it was so painful for me because my abs hurt and I didn't even you know, like realize the, um, how, how did I get that energy, uh, injury? But, uh, somehow I came to the point that I used to do a lot of backflips because when I healed from that injury and I tried to backflip, I, I, f- I felt that that pain like one more time, but currently I can, I'm able to do like any elements, including like backflips and all of this stuff. And I don't hurt my abs. But from time to time, if I train too much front levers, I can feel the pain, a little pain in my abs and that, that is not the best feeling so far. That was just one, you know, like huge uh, injury in my life. And apart from that, of course, I had some like small injuries of wrists, shoulders and all of this stuff, but it was nothing serious. So...
0: So you just rested and then it was gone.
1: And so I did actually some, um, I actually went to hospital to like check if everything is okay uh, with my abs and all of this stuff. So yeah, I'm hundred percent healthy. And you know, like it's fun that I, when I started calisthenics in 2012, it was all, you know, like under the mind of healthy lifestyle and all of this stuff. Maybe Even now, some people say that street workout and calisthenics is about healthy lifestyle. I think this point is not that clear because uh, actually when you train freestyle professionally and when you uh, compete in some big events, then it's not healthy lifestyle at all. Like, no, it all connected with, 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 you know, like injuries and um, that's not, you know, like this that's definitely not the, like, the healthy lifestyle you know so from one point it makes you strong physically but from another um the way it is in gymnastics you know it makes you like really really um unconfident about your injuries and all of this stuff yeah.
0: it's like most sports in my opinion become unhealthy when you do them to the max for performance. Um and you don't like you don't listen to your body anymore because the success screams louder. Um it's difficult I can imagine. Um yeah, somebody asked like uh TXLJ uh street workout asks how do I prevent calluses with freestyle, like the the ripped hands, etc.
1: Oh, actually that's kinda interesting question. I used to struggle with that uh, through that problem like a lot. Um The first advice is to cut your, you know, like, ribs from uh, each session. Uh, And the second advice is not to push your freestyle, not to push your dynamics uh, to max, you know, like, during sessions. Maybe, like, first 20, 25, maybe first half an hour of the training you do, like, dynamics and statics, and after that only, like, statics. And after that, your your hands uh, will get used to that, and you will be able to to train freestyle like uh for longer time like currently i don't have such you no know, like i don't have such problems just because my hands get you got used to that and um i cut my ribs like from each session that's it
0: so you mean with that that you cut off the uh, the uh, skin that look yes. uh, yes. okay okay um david vasquez asks how long do you train each day and what is your training split
1: right so basically i train in turn like one day i rest and one the next day i train uh, my training is basically consisted of um, consists of um first hour i do statics plus dynamics you know like just uh competition combos all of that stuff um then I train only statics and uh, for, for like half an hour. And uh, the last minutes, the last like half an hour of my session, I pick up uh, only one static element and uh, do, uh, and you no, know, like practice till, till I'm done, you know? Yeah. So at the end of the training, I just pick one static element and, uh, doing all of these, you know, like, exercises. For example, front lever. If I if I take front lever at the end of the session, I do, like, front raises, you know, like, uh, tuck front lever pull-ups and all of this stuff. If we talk about planche, I'm just doing uh, full planche braces, presses and uh, hold till max and maybe some push-ups. Yeah.
0: So you still do basics because I think a lot of people who are not that advanced, uh, like, a lot of people neglect... Uh, basics i guess i think it's my opinion but uh, do you still do basics
1: yeah from time to time i do basics uh, basically for front lever because uh, you can't be strong in front lever if you don't do like you no know, mu- muscle ups pull-ups at the end of the session and all of this stuff i noticed that you know like usually the guys who are into basics they can hold front lever like easily didn't you notice that so From this point, uh, basics really helps for front lever and uh, for you know like one arm pull ups and all of this stuff, which is like so useful for the comps. So yeah, from time to time I do push ups, muscle ups, um, maybe even some dips on the p bars, just to keep my you know like form. But so a couple years ago. I I didn't have that thoughts in my mind and I was just throwing freestyle and without any basics but currently I'm doing it from time to time. Okay.
0: Do you still have a role model that's uh, what I am um, Zaknio asks? Do you have like an athlete that's still a role model for you?
1: Um I don't think so. I have friends who inspires me in calisthenics but you know like there is no specific person in my life yet. Uh, who is like who inspires me like at scale i have some you know like friends who inspires me in each topic for example videography uh, music and uh, you know like some sort of calisthenics but i don't have like only one person especially in calisthenics who who is like who who is like really a role model to me i don't know like how how to how to explain that but Actually, I get motivated from music and from music artists, uh, even more from calisthenics. So, just like the way it is, I don't have a role model at all. Okay.
0: And do you ever get bored or lack motivation, and how do you deal with it? uh, Is Panagiotis who asks this?
1: Yes, sure. Like for for sure. Like uh, practically every week, uh, I have kind of sessions. Uh, when I don't feel myself, like, at 100%, maybe um, I don't even have the strength to, like, you know, like, to train, like, to do a simple, to do some simple combos, and I fail from time to time, like, you know, simple moves. And uh, when it, every time it happens, I realize that um, I'm a sportsman, I'm a professional sportsman, and uh, it's normal to to, you know, like to fail sometimes and uh, not to be in the form. Uh, And uh, it depends on the day. It depends on many factors. If I, for example, slept well, if I ate well this day, and if I'm in a good mood or in a bad mood. So I take it easy. And uh, usually when I don't, when I'm not able to, you know, like through some hard elements, I'm just putting my favorite music and do some like easy elements and just try to enjoy and keep away the negative thoughts because when you, you know, like it's so, it's so hard to, to be always, you know, like emotional during the training and uh, splitting the positive vibes. But I try my best to not to, you know, like stop training for no reason, but just to keep the positive thoughts in my mind and just, keep going if even if it's like not that um, even if I don't want to do that at, at the very moment you know so the key is to keep your training and to train constantly constantly like every session put your efforts to the max and uh, not giving a fuck about you know like be uh, bad mood and all this stuff because that won't lead you to success you no know?
0: okay then I have um, somebody, Antlon, who asks why you're not posting that much even though your content is really, really nice. And that's something that I know you like this question or you, that you would like to answer this question.
1: Yeah, all right. So mm, I've been developing myself as a content creator, as a filmmaker for like three years straight from 2017. And I'm actually a student of a university of cinema arts and when it comes to content i beca- i become so self critical and uh, i can't let myself to put in to put out an average video or like a bad shot just to keep my instagram active you know so um i have like you know like the thoughts in my mind so if i put out a new video uh, either on instagram or on youtube it should be better in three aspects the first one is calisthenics level i should uh, show a new calisthenics level a new skills and new combos and all of this stuff uh, the second aspect is um, videography and the third one is editing so if each of these aspects like really uh, satisfies me at all then i put out the video and then you know, like every time I vanish from Instagram or YouTube for like two three months, everybody is like, "Oh, he disappeared from that you know like um from that content life he disappeared from calisthenics at all, so he maybe he, he maybe dropped some skills and all of this stuff, and then I put out the video with the new level and they are they get so emotional and so uh, that is that what makes me you know like happy and that what i'm not i don't, I don't wanna say that um I depend on other opinions, but still, like, it makes me happy to put out the new video with the whole new level, with the whole, like, you know, like, videography, calisthenics, and editing, and it makes me happier, happy just, now you know, like, because of the fact that I put out something new, and it, it, it's really on the new level, so that's my uh, opinions on the content creating.
0: Like a question that I have, do you think you could be even more like bigger on social media if you wouldn't be that perfectionist and like putting out more content or do you think it's, you're doing your like, yeah, just.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's the right point. I I could be like even bigger on the social medias, especially on Instagram. I feel it like at scale, you know, but, um, I don't think that those numbers Uh, which I could have uh, will put me, will like lead me to happiness. So I focus only on the things that I love. For example, if I love to put only quality content and only like uh, showing the new level and all of this stuff, it makes me happy. Even though I have this 168,000 followers instead of like million or like, no, like half of million, that makes me happy that... I still put out the content that, li- that I love, and I'm still enjoying the pro- the process. And uh, people, I think people feel that the same way, and that's why they follow me and uh, get motivated by my videos.
0: I think. When you post a video, do it? Do you do it for you or for the the audience or for the followers?
1: No, it's like fifty-fifty. Of course, um, if I'm if I if I'm gonna tell that. I don't care about um other people opinions at all then i will lie you know everybody cares about it but um from the other hand i do it for myself too because uh um when i you know like when i try to make the better video to make better video than the previous one i still grow up as a calisthenics athlete and i you know like learn some new elements and i um even though i'm i've I even became become aggressive because I don't, you know, like, because I fail something or the combination is too hard uh, for the Instagram and all of this stuff. Even though uh, I have such moments, at the end of the day, I put out the new, like, product with the new level and uh, that makes me happy that I did it. Even though, you know, like, I didn't post in a while, like, I wasn't active on my Instagram for a, for a couple of months so that that basically makes me happy, and that's why I'm doing it such way
0: Wow, that's um yeah, inspiring because I see a lot of people who do social media only for the people outside out there because they think, oh yeah, like this challenge will get the most views this uh, this thing like and you like when you watch your when I watch your feed, I see that you post a lot of stuff like for example, the last post you did. Um, you said, yeah, it's quite artistic. Like, uh, like it won't get the most views, but it was a project of your heart. Like, like how I understood it. Maybe you wanted to go deeper. Yeah,
1: exactly, exactly. It was like, uh, actually, I wanted to, just to shoot, like, commercial and all of this stuff. But then I saw this location, and I just dropped some, you know, like, ideas in my mind. And I, and I was like, wow, I'm going to do it just for art, just to, like, to put out and to get, like, maybe... 14,000 likes instead of just like 30 or 25 and all of this stuff, but I'm going to put out the content that I love like so much and that's going to be something different. But from the other hand, you know, like I respect those guys who are so active on their uh, social medias who post like um, practically every day because that's hard work too. And I realized that everybody is on different situation and uh, maybe some people, uh, just need to make money and to make their living like of calisthenics. You know, like there are different situations. So I respect each each content creator uh, who who is doing that who is doing the things that makes him happy. So I don't want to say that I'm doing like things correctly or this is true or this is like false. I'm just focusing on the happiness. You know, this kind of strategy makes me happy and. For example, for the other guys, um, posting like two times a day is more preferable. So, I don't know. I have a respect for all the community. So, here we go. That's great.
0: Awesome. Like, um, yeah, we're coming to an end. These were the best uh, questions that we received. Um, and I still have at the end some quick questions that you can answer quick. Um so, what do you prefer, pizza or burger? Burger. Burger. Definitely. Okay, are you a dog or a cat person?
1: Oh, sorry, I do didn't you get pre- the
0: cat. Do you prefer dogs or cats as a as an animal at home? Um,
1: I actually prefer dogs, but I have a cat, so <laughs> I'm going to go for the cat.
0: <laughs> Poor cat. <laughs> yeah. I would like to have a dog, sorry cat. Yeah, but- <laughs>
1: Nothing Nothing personal. No.
0: Okay, okay. Uh, your pa- uh, favorite location for holidays you've been at or just uh, traveling?
1: Mountains. Like, definitely.
0: Any specific mountains you've been at?
1: No, just like whatever. No. If it mountains, then it's good. <laughs>
0: okay. What would you work as if social media just disappeared? Like the whole, like no Instagram, no Facebook, no YouTube?
1: I just keep training and keep filming you know like for different uh platforms maybe for not internet but for some like you know like other sources i i would just like keep going you know with the with my passions for filming and for calisthenics and i would just do the same thing but for but for other platforms and for uh other
0: reasons okay um, your favorite calisthenics athletes? Yeah, we kind of had that, but maybe you still have. So okay,
1: so can can I call the like top three in my opinion? Yeah. Who motivate me uh, at scale? All right. So the first one is Victor Alendis. I I'm not saying that uh, those guys are like the best, the most complete athletes in the world, but I just I just say uh, I'm just you no know, like counting the athletes who inspire me at scale uh so victor and Landis inspires me so much in statics especially in front lever and uh, full planche then uh the second one daniel Slicens, um he's actually pretty good at content creator uh, at content creating and all of this stuff uh apart from that super strong in uh, statics and dynamics uh, at the same time he's super um complete athlete and the way he put he put his style on his performances I call this not just calisthenics. It's something like between art and sport. The third one... um, All right. (laughs) I'm a bit confused. (laughs) Um, um, The third one would be... I would say Viktor Kaminov. Because uh, the way he put, you know, like, statics of calisthenics to the next level motivates me so, motivates me so much. And uh, recently I rewatched, I don't know, like I watched some uh, videos of uh, Ultimate Battles 3 all back in the days in 2017. And uh, I realized that this guy made a huge impact in calisthenics, especially in statics. Um, So yeah, he is the person to... To, to get the motivation from. So this is, this would be my top three, just you no, know, like out of my current so- thoughts.
0: Okay. What was the best calisthenics event you've been at so far?
1: Um, actually I had like, I have like two best calisthenics events in my life. It's, uh, ultimate battles, uh, three and four, uh, four and three and four. Yes. Uh, and, uh, no, Ultimate Battles 2 and uh, 3. And uh, the World of Bar Heroes uh, Cup in Cologne, Germany, it was, yeah, it was really tough and definitely one of the greatest competition in my life.
0: Nice. Last year, right? From 2019. Yeah. Perfect. So, Leno, uh, one last question, but I already know the answer. Dynamics or aesthetics? Aesthetics. okay perfect so before we come to an end um how can people get in touch with you how can they uh, how do they find you on social media
1: if you if you like uh if you mean some to get some advices or all that stuff i try actually to uh to answer all of the questions some questions on my instagram uh if they are constructive and if if I feel like the guy who asked me the question is really interested in calisthenics and uh, the question is really, you know, like, makes sense, then I answer the question and uh, I always try to push the guys to the next level and to uh, point on their mistakes and to, you know, like, share some experience. So you can either write me on Instagram or if it's a commercial... um, offer, then you can write me on mail, which is uh, under my Instagram.
0: Perfect. So thanks everyone for listening until the end. It's like, uh, again, a really long interview and I really respect everyone who's listening so much, but I think it's it was a really, really inspiring one. Thanks, Vitaly Melnik, for being here. Thanks for taking the time. And before I leave you, the last words to say goodbye um, to the audience. If you like this episode, leave a comment down below who you want to be interviewed next, or if you have any additional questions to Vitaly that he can answer, or that we can maybe answer in a, in a second episode if there are a lot of questions. So, thanks everyone, and thanks Vitaly for being here. Yeah, you have thank the last you for words.
1: I definitely had a good time here. And, uh, yeah, I'm so glad to be a part of this project. Thank you. Peace. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you.